Who is the most underrated running back in Dynasty football right now? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Majuk. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. We have wrapped up our team-by-team breakdowns of everything you need to know. Dynasty buys, sells. We're helping you build the ultimate Dynasty roster before uh, all the action kicks off this year, Marcus. And we're going to be starting a new series. So uh, guys, don't don't like give up on us yet. Now that you got all your team reviews, um, you're going to have to hit that follow button. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Locked on Dynasty. And don't forget to subscribe. Leave those five star reviews so that everybody but your league mates can uh, find our content and help us out a little bit. How's it going, Marcus? Happy Scott Fishbowl Day to those uh, to those who celebrate. I mean, with how big the league is now, I think everybody in the world's basically celebrating, right? It's a, it's always a fun day. We were just talking about our strategy at picks three and four, uh, respectively. So it's a it's a good day to be a fantasy football fan, Kate, because I feel like this is the official start of fantasy season, right? Once that Scott Fishbowl kicks off, dynasty drafts, rookie drafts, I'm sure, are right around the corner for most people. Redraft leagues here starting in August. I'm excited. Yeah, I think this this is the first thing that like kind of makes you feel that little tingle in your gut. Like it, you know, the the season really is coming up. We're being awarded for all of our patience, but yeah, we're we're going to kick off this uh next week here with a new series uh with Matt and Ryan. We're going to be talking about the most underrated and overrated players in all of dynasty football, breaking it down by position. So Marcus, we're going to start off with running backs, which who doesn't love a good running back discussion? I Running backs are one of my favorite positions. Uh, you know, I love those players with contact. And I mean, who better to make, uh, you know, some tough contact than, than a running back? So can you give me your first, I don't know, should we start off? Let's be positive. Let's be positive. Say, let's be positive. Let's let's go underrated. I, I would love to hear your first, your, your most underrated running back right now in Dynasty Leagues. All right, this might surprise you because it's a player I don't talk about often, but I'm going with Kenneth Walker, who's Mm. currently being drafted in July's batch of Dynasty ADP over on Dynasty League Football uh, as the RB18, which, like, you know, for the prospect, uh, for the situation that he's in, for the potential opportunity he's about to have, Marcus, that feels really, really low to me. I mean, looking at... uh, Brees Hall, running back for the the New York Jets. He's being drafted as the RB6. And I think there's a much smaller gap between these two than we'd ever think based on ADP at this point. We, we like both Kenneth, of these guys. Be, just to be clear, we like Brees Hall yes. and Kenneth Walker a lot. And while I think the Jets situation's a little bit better, it's not that much better, Kate. Yeah, I, I think the gap is much smaller than we'd, we'd be led to believe. Um, Kenneth Walker coming out of school, Michigan State, 5'9", 211 pounds. 
was just such a phenomenal rusher. Like, just, I, I, I think so many people um, were enamored by Brees Hall that they just kind of neglected my man, Kenneth Walker, but he was the best rusher in this class, without a doubt. Ranked first, first in yards after contact last season, first in missed tackles forced, first in carries of 15 or more yards. Like, this dude is elusive as all get out. And guess what, Marcus? He's got the speed, my man. He's got insane speed. Ran a 4.38 at the 2022 NFL Combine. That's 98th percentile for running backs. And it's not like he's like this little chintzy sized dude. Like I said, nope. he's 5'11 nope. uh, or 5'9, 211 pounds. Like he's a he's a beefy man. Um, and I, I think the opportunity here in Seattle is just super underrated Marcus we have uh Chris Carson who's potentially at the end of his career um and if not probably at the end of his career with the Seattle Seahawks yeah like super unfortunate you've got Rashad Penny on a one-year deal like he's got draft capital he's got everything that you need um to know that the Seahawks could be invested in him and we're just not really hyped on him. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think the 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 reasoning probably just falls in the quarterback position. But I don't think he was being even hyped up enough when we still had Russell Wilson under center here. Um, but I just, I don't, I, I don't, uh, I don't get it. Um, last year, we were drafting Jonathan Taylor when we knew his quarterback was Carson Wentz. We drafted Javante Williams when we knew his quarterback was Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke, Drew Locke who is now the quarterback uh, or probably the quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. Like, I I, I think we've seen with uh, opportunity that these running backs can overcome things. And, I mean, gosh, we our whole gripe uh, for how long has been Pete Carroll's, uh, like, refusal to throw the ball. Um, I, I mean, what other running back besides Brees Hall has a, a pretty easy pathway to potentially walk out with his rookie season with uh, 200 plus carries this year? I think uh, Kenneth Walker. A couple of things I want to add to that. So first of all, Seattle had 343 rushing attempts by running backs last year. So even if you factor in, let's say Rashad Penny gets 175 carries, which would be the most of his career with the Seahawks. There's still a lot of work that can be had for Kenneth Walker, so he can have some value right away. But I think it's pretty clear that, like, by the end of the season and certainly going into next season, like this is going to be Kenneth Walker's job, right? And it's a tricky quarterback situation because it's not very good. The offensive line isn't great, although they did use their first-round pick on Charles Cross, a left tackle. They used a third-round pick on Abraham Lucas. Like, they are making investments, and I, I know there's a lot of people out there that say, hey, don't invest in running backs on bad with bad quarterbacks and bad offensive lines. I don't disagree, but at the same time, you can't have Najee Harris then ranked at number three as your third most valuable dynasty running back because the situation's not all that different, right? I don't think the supporting cast in Seattle – that much worse than it is in Pittsburgh. So if you're getting Kenneth Walker, who has home run speed, who I do think can catch the ball in the backfield, even though he didn't do that a lot at Michigan State, at RB18, yeah, okay, sign me up.
Yeah, I mean, DeAndre Swift, another running back being drafted in the top five with, I mean, a pretty darn near similar situation. You can make the argument, obviously, for Swift uh, and Harris that they've been more heavily utilized in the the receiving game. Though the one thing Kenneth Walker does need to beef up on is like his pass blocking and mm-hmm. Which will come. Uh, his, It'll come. It, that'll come. Um, but I think as a pure rusher, there's no, uh, I would take, uh, if we're just looking face value at the rushing ability um, and not looking at the complete package, I would take Kenneth Walker over Brees Hall here. Um, give me him at that value all day. Although uh, I do want to give myself a brain fart. It's eight, it's 8 a.m. Everybody, um, Russell Wilson was traded before uh, Kenneth Walker was drafted. So just, just FYI, as soon as that came out of my mouth, I was like, guys, um, I need more coffee. So uh, Marcus, why don't you tell us about your most underrated candidate? Well, I refuel uh, on, on some coffee, much needed coffee. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Before we do that, though, I'll tell you guys about BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's uh, Major League Baseball season. We've got golf going on, UFC. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Kate, for me, it, this one is actually pretty simple. I, I don't think it's it's all that hard. It's Aaron Jones, who I know he's 27 years old, and I know that he turns 28 here in December, and we just kind of kick people that turn 27, 28 out of the door. I don't know if you saw the office <laughs> meme from this weekend where uh, the owner of Dunder Mifflin comes in, and he's like, oh, who's this old geezer? Michael Scott said, but doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> Aaron Jones, I think, has a fantastic shot to finish as a top six or seven running back this year just because he is going to get so much work in the passing game. We know that they love to use him in the red zone. He gets a, a so much volume in the passing game, 63 targets in each of the last three seasons. He's been over 1,200 yards in each of the last three seasons. And you can get him right now as RB17. I, I, I just don't see a way, Kate that he doesn't finish as a top 10 running back. They've got a financial commitment to him. They paid him last year and he's attached to a good offensive line with Aaron Rodgers. Sign me up. I think the, the uh, ADP fall for Aaron Jones, just in general has come from the emergence of AJ Dillon. But I think what we need to recognize is that, I mean, there are so many targets that are going to be available um, and we always say targets are earned. Um, I think there's like, uh, what, uh, one player right now that's going to be earning targets from Aaron Rodgers based on how picky he is and how how hard it is to earn his trust as an NFL quarterback. Him and Aaron Jones already have that connection. Aaron Jones ranked seventh in targets last year uh, among running backs. Like, we already know... The, the safety net is there. He's had at least 11 RB2 or better weeks uh, mm-hmm. in each of the last three seasons. Um, we know that super, super high upside is there. Uh, I think that this could be a really interesting year to have um, both of these guys on your team. I would 
I, you know, I would feel good, uh, you know, having Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon in my sure. lineup in the same team week to week. Give me that all day. Um, and let me just say how heavily and heartily I agree with you here, Marcus. I think that out of any running back uh, that's currently being drafted out of the top 15 in Dynasty ADP, um, I, I think that Aaron Jones definitely has the most potential to finish as the overall RB1 out of any of these running backs. Like okay. 224 <laughs> vacant targets from last year just between Devontae Adams and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I mean, how many more can we expect from Aaron Jones? Let's say he averages one more target per game, which I don't think that's all that unrealistic, right? If one more target no. per game and he's averaging 80 targets and he continues to catch 75% of those targets. I mean, it's, it, it would not shock me at all. If he's catching 60 passes this year for 450 yards. And all of a sudden this is a 1400 yard player again with double digit touchdown, you know, I almost I would say floor because he's scored, was it 40 touchdowns over the last four years? I, I just think if you want, if, if you're struggling at running back right now and you think your team's in a two or three year window, go out and trade for Aaron Jones because you are going to love some of the weeks that he gives you this season. What is the most you'd be willing to give up uh, for Aaron Jones right now? Let's talk um, maybe. Uh, just a pure picks package. And then if you could give me one example of like a, uh, an actual player trade, just so we kind of know what we're working with. Yeah. In terms of players, like the running backs being ranked ahead of him, Alvin Kamara, JK Dobbins, Cam Akers, Travis Etienne, Dick Chubb, Derrick Henry. I think all those guys, except for maybe Derrick Henry, I would flip for Aaron Jones straight up. Uh, in terms of picks, I would give up a first-round pick plus something else to go get him. It, it, in Dynasty in redraft, this is the one player that I'm not leaving my drafts without because I just I can see him having such a big season this year with the Packers and with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I'm I'm all in. All right, there you go. So go buy go buy Kenneth Walker, buy Aaron Jones, and actually, if those are your two running backs and you don't have to pay top 15 prices for either of those guys. You're in good shape. I don't, I don't hate it. Uh, who's your most overrated player when it comes to the running back position? All right, Marcus, I, I hate to double dip because we just talked about this guy last week, but I still think um, the concept stands, and this is how badly I want to drive this home here. I'm going to say that Cam Akers yes. is yes. the most overrated running back currently in all of Dynasty football. I RB 13 uh, last month. And I, I just, I can't understand that valuation given the concerns, given the most recent performance that we've seen. I mean, we, we already talked about uh, just how awful he was in the postseason. I've already talked about the fact that he, over his entire career, he has been less efficient uh, and, and, most metrics against Daryl Henderson. Um, I already talked about the fact I wasn't a huge fan of his coming out of school, but for him to be ranked this highly um, among players that, you know, I think have been much more proven, like Derrick Henry being drafted behind Cam Akers. I think that's crazy. Um, but Travis Etienne, um, I'm also going to take, 
uh, over Cam Akers. He's being drafted right around uh, Dalvin Cook. Um, it's just, it's a lot of names that I think have already proven to us that they are uh, studs and then it's Cam Akers. Um, and I'm, I can't, like, can you help me understand the community's valuation of him? Because I can't, I, I can't. Marcus, help me. No. I can't because this is this is one of mine as well. I we've seen like a two week stretch from him that's been really good. Other than that, it's been at replaceable running back level, and now you're talking about somebody going into year three behind a coach that can be kind of fickle when it comes to running backs, and it's not like that room is completely devoid of talent uh, or void of talent because we like Darrell Henderson quite a bit. Cam Akers, I know he was coming off the Achilles injury in the playoffs, but he looked like he was running with two pianos on his back. I, <laughs> I've never, I don't I've get never it. heard I, that. <laughs> I, 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 I don't get it. I, this is the one that it makes zero sense to me, Kate. And let's go back. Um, I, I mean, even I, we keep talking about like the playoff performance and his return from the Achilles. Like, we don't know if he's going to be the same player here, but even looking back in 2020 when he had his like big breakout Marcus never exceeded RB 10. If you can believe that um, in any of those games to close out that 2020 season where he was having um, just 20 plus carry games, he had three games of 21 or more carries and in those games never exceeded RB 10. Mm. That's kind of bonkers to me. Like I, he's been inefficient overall. Um, even when healthy and I, I don't know in this offense where, you know, I think players, uh, especially at the running back position are pretty expendable because of the emphasis on the past, because of Cooper cup um, and because of the versatility they have with their other playmakers cam makers at this cost, like I will do anything to get him off of my roster. But unfortunately, like I said, wasn't a huge fan, so I didn't have enough shares. Um, and I don't now I'm sad because I don't have any shares to sell. But yeah, I, th this is one <laughs> I, I just don't get. I don't understand why he's that high. There's this absolute... is mental. This is this is the mental gymnastics aspect of dynasty fantasy football. And this is us falling in love with players as opposed to making true analysis. I yeah, think. I, and I, I... It doesn't make any sense to me. It's just he, he is so overvalued compared to what he's done so far. And even if you're projecting forward a little bit, like he's going to need to be a 1,200-yard player to even justify that ADP. And, I mean, he's never done that before. He's never been even close to that before. So we'll see. Um, I got one more guy that I want to talk about, Kate, before we head out. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock up on all the parts you need. But Rock Auto has everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck Right, locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right, one more player that I want your thoughts on, uh, and it's Javante Williams here at RB5. 
He's actually gone down a little bit over the course of the summer, which, I mean, you know that I've been kind of harping on this for a while now. But I just don't understand it because this is a team that brought back Melvin Gordon. They obviously trust Melvin Gordon a lot. Um, It's not like Javante Williams didn't get a lot of touches last year. He had 246 touches. I mean, Melvin Gordon had 231 touches. I just don't see what the upside is here. I think that they want to be in a committee. I don't see Javante getting a whole lot more work in the passing game. Kate, do you know that during Russell Wilson's career with the Seahawks, so from 2012 to 2021, he never had a running back catch more than 37 passes in a season, and that was Marshawn Lynch in 2014. Like He just doesn't throw the ball to running backs at all. So is all of a sudden, is Javante Williams going to go from 43 catches to 60 catches? I highly doubt that, especially with Melvin Gordon being a competent third down back as well. I, I just don't understand why he's being ranked as a top five dynasty running back when there's other guys like Austin Eckler and Dalvin Cook, who I just think we've seen their upside. We know they're going to be in really good offenses, and I would just rather have them. Yeah, and I like I think, again, this is the dynasty community um, being in love with the player prospect, um, with the player himself. Like, it, he is one of the most talented running backs in the NFL at this current moment. Um, but the the pricing does not necessarily reflect the situation for me. I think this is a bit of like forward thinking. Um, but like the cards have been written on the, or the, what's it called? The the blank has been written on the wall. What What is uh, the phrase? Like why, again, <laughs> coffee. Yeah, I'm not good at phrases. I'm better at fantasy football. Um, and like, just looking at, um, what, what the team has done with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon saw nine more red zone carries last yeah. season than Javante Williams. He saw one more carry than Javante Williams inside the five, uh, you know, was slightly less efficient in terms of his like avoided tackle rate and yards, uh, yards per or yards after contact rate. Um, but yards after or yards per attempt, he was actually uh, slightly more efficient than Javante mm-hmm. Williams. Saw the same exact number of carries, 203. You literally cannot perfect a split nope. like that um, any better. And uh, outranked him in terms of fantasy points per snap, fantasy points per touch. Like they're, they don't have any reason not to keep Melvin Gordon involved because he's um, good, right? Like that's the thing is like Melvin's good, a good player. And it, it just makes the most real life sense to use both of these guys, right? Keep them fresh as the season goes along. Don't put a million miles on these guys' body. And to me, it feels like there's going to be, let's say 450 touches between these two guys, right? Give, you know, Javante Williams 250. And give the other one two, you know, 200, 225. That seems like the, the kind of split that we're going to get and what we got last year. That's why I just don't see like Javante Williams would have to be so much more efficient and score so many more touchdowns to justify where he's being drafted at. And that's not even really uh, kind of addressing the acquisition of Russell Wilson. Like, I don't think they acquired Russell Wilson um, to continue being a run based offense. Um, 
I think they acquired Russell Wilson to use him as a passer. And I think Russell Wilson went to the Denver Broncos uh, with the hope that they'd utilize him as a passer so they can hashtag let Russ cook with the receiving core, with the weapons that they have there, even the running backs who are both excellent receivers. Um, I, I think this is going to be the Russell Wilson show. And is that complementary to scoring in the run game? Absolutely. Cause that can translate to goal line carries. It, it translates to work in the, the red zone, mm-hmm. but I just don't think that the valuation here has uh, caught up with situation. I think if you're taking Javante Williams at RB five, you are banking on um, a Melvin Gordon injury uh, that will like keep him out of the lineup rest of the year. I think you're banking on the future of Javante Williams, which is not a bad thing. You should always be forward thinking it is dynasty football, but I don't want to pay top end price. Cause like, again, how much higher can his, his, uh, that, that's get? exactly right. It, it's just that he's already priced out basically at the top of his value. There's yes. just not a lot of, not a lot of room to grow for him. So I would rather, again, I just want to be clear. I, I like Javante Williams, the player. I, thought I he was love Javante Williams. Yeah. It's just, if Javante Williams was being ranked as like RB nine right now, Kate, we'd be a lot more excited about him, right? We might even call him an underrated player. It's just RB five is a little expensive. So if you can flip him for Dalvin Cook and something else, I'm doing it. If you can flip him for Austin Eckler or something else, I'm doing that as well. Yeah, I think uh, I think all of that makes sense. Or maybe like really uh, hit this home. Um, I don't know how you would feel about this level of risk, but maybe uh, flip him for, I don't know, like a Kenneth Walker plus a giant massive load of picks. Um, I think like Kenneth Walker, he's not Javante Williams. Um, he's he's not proven as a, a receiver quite as much as Javante Williams, but I do think both uh, have similar levels of like elusiveness and um, that kind of quality to their game. I don't know. I'm... How about how about Javante Williams for Aaron Jones and Kenneth Walker? How about that for a trade? Oh my god! <laughs> Holy grail there, of a trade right there. There you go. There you go. Uh, all right, that is it. We for just saved show. your seasons, guys. We yeah, there saved. you go. <laughs> uh, we want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen today. Now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders. Keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. We also want to encourage you guys to go check out the Scott Fishbowl. They're doing absolutely fantastic stuff over there. Um, You guys are going to be flooded with Scott Fishbowl tweets over the next, what, two weeks? Uh, It's always always a really good time. So follow Kate's team, follow my team, Matt and Ryan. Uh, Ryan has done a great job setting up this awesome tournament. Um, yes, so Ryan is out. so involved. Um, and uh, like, I kind of, uh, like for a second forgot that he was our co-host here, but like, oh my God, such kudos, kudos to Ryan. Yes. We've worked so, so closely with Scott over the years to make sure this happens and is so successful every single year. So shout out to my co-host. Oh, what a, yes. what a guy. Yes. Ryan's the best. Uh, follow the show at locked on dynasty. You can follow Kate at FF ball bless. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. 
Matt and Ryan will be back tomorrow to talk about the most overrated and underrated wide receivers in Dynasty League football. We'll be back on Thursday to talk some tight ends. We'll see you guys then.